Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Something Worth Thinking About. Today we want to hear what Jesus said about fasting to the Lord. It is the final thing that Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount that he told us to do in secret to the Lord instead of doing for show for people to see us and think about how devout and religious we are. In addition to what Jesus said about fasting in this passage, we also want to take a few minutes in this episode to talk about the merits of fasting that may not be obvious to those of us who belong to a church that, frankly, simply does not stress the practice of regular fasting. There are reasons for us to take up this ancient practice of faith and do it again with passion and joy in the 21st century. So that's what today's episode will be about. Today we want to hear what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now, again, this is the last of the three specific things that Jesus told us to avoid doing in order to be seen by others so that they will think well of us. We give, pray, and fast to the Lord, seeking a reward from Him, not from people who may happen to see us or in the way Jesus is describing it, that there were evidently people in his day who were clearly doing it for the pomp and ceremony. They were doing it to be seen by others. And Jesus says, look, if that's the only reason you're doing this, then you get your reward in full when people see you and think whatever they think about you. But don't expect God to bless that kind of of a behavior with that kind of motive. And so again, we're reminded that our motivation matters. The reason why we're doing what we do matters to God. But I can't help but to think that this leads to an interesting observation. In the church today, we must be so good at fasting in secret that if you didn't know any better, you might think that none of us are fasting. And of course, on second thought, maybe the reason we are we're not talking or hearing about people fasting is because most of us are not, in fact, fasting. So let's talk about this spiritual practice that we read about in the Bible that a lot of us may not be very familiar with in our daily lives. Now, first of all, let's just say the obvious fasting simply means we're not eating. We can be drinking, Uh, We're drinking water, we're drinking whatever fluids we need to keep ourselves hydrating, but fasting is abstaining from eating meals for a time so that we want to spend some time getting God's attention. Fasting to the Lord is, in fact, a very ancient practice of faith, including 
the Christian faith. And fasting is still a core part of the Christian life for various church traditions here in the 21st century. But if you're like me, you may not uh, have heard a lot about fasting to the Lord and the church that you currently belong to or grew up in. Here in America, uh, Christian fasting has in many ways faded from practice in many circles down through the past few centuries. And just because fasting may be a new concept to you, that does not mean that it is weird or strange or bizarre. It is simply unfamiliar to you. But the people who lived in the days of Moses and Abraham and Jesus and the apostles, it was not strange. It was not weird or bizarre to them. They knew it. Well, it was a part of the culture. It was a part of the fabric of their lives. And it was a part of the fabric of the life of the early church. It's thoroughly biblical and it's appropriate for someone today to fast to the Lord in the same way that God's people have fasted to the Lord down through the ages. Now, fasting is, I would say to you, first of all, in many ways, it's simply another form of prayer. And in Scripture, it is always directly connected to prayer. Uh, Fasting is a humbling of ourselves to God. It is a reminder that we do not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We fast as a form of confession and penitence for our sins. We fast to seek God's will and guidance for our lives. We fast as a way to train our hearts and minds and bodies away from overindulgence and away from impure thoughts and behavior. We fast as an expression of our hunger and our thirst for God's righteousness. We fast as a pledge of our expression, of our intention, our desire, our our pledge to God, that we will deny ourselves in whatever way is necessary in order to follow Jesus. So I submit to you that there can be many valid reasons to fast, and all of these things and all these ideas can be included in what it is we're trying to do as we fast. Now, it's interesting to note this. God only required or commanded fasting on one specific day of the year in the law of Moses. And that day was the day of atonement. We read in Leviticus chapter 16, verses 29 through 31, that God's people were to afflict themselves on this day in which God attend for their sins through the cleansing of of blood. Now we know that this, this affliction included fasting because in Acts chapter 17, verse 29, the day of atonement is referred to in the New Testament, simply as the fast. Instead of saying the Day of Atonement, it says the fast. So, in the New Testament, there is no commandment anywhere that requires fasting. Like it was in the days of the Old Testament, fasting remained primarily a voluntary matter. Even so, again, we see stories in both the Old Testament and the New Testament of people fasting to the Lord, including the unusually long fasts of Moses and Jesus. And some would even say in the story of Elijah that on his way to Mount Horeb, after the angel had fed him, that he was sustained by that feeding 
for 40 days as he journeys to Mount Horeb. Now, Jesus was once asked by John the Baptist's disciples why it was that the disciples of Jesus did not fast. And Jesus told them, the disciples of John, that once Jesus was taken from his disciples, they too would fast. And that's exactly what we see happening in the book of Acts. We're told that on several occasions where the disciples fasted and prayed, either individually or collectively. Again, not because they were commanded by God to fast, but because they felt that fasting was an appropriate thing to do in light of the circumstances. And this is the kind of thing we see happening in the Old Testament. Now, speaking of circumstances, uh, many of us have or will fast for various reasons in our lives in a way that has nothing to do with uh, our faith in God. For example, maybe you have fasted for an upcoming surgery or procedure or a t- some kind of a medical test. Maybe you have fasted because you were waiting to hear from someone who was in surgery and that person is really precious to you and you're really concerned about the safety of this person through the surgery and you just can't bear the thought of eating anything right now until you have heard that all is well. Uh, Maybe you were filled with grief over the loss of a loved one and you didn't eat for a while after hearing the news of this death. Or maybe you are so busy with getting something done today that you're not going to take the time to pause and eat anything until you get this job done. Anyway, my point in all this is that you didn't call any of these things a fast, but that's exact, That's essentially what they were. Because again, fasting is simply not eating for a while. And that's why we call the first meal of the day breakfast. And that might be spelled break fast, but it we say breakfast, but it means that we are breaking the fast that has lasted all night long. We all can go 12 hours without food. We do it all the time. But when we do this as a prayer to God, and especially during the day while we're awake, and we're doing this to show humility and remorse for sin, to seek God's wisdom and guidance, when we do it to the Lord, we call it fasting to the Lord. So I want to encourage you to try taking a page out of the faith playbook we call scripture. If you are healthy, consider skipping a meal in the near future in order to spend some time, to spend some of that time that you might normally have spent in preparing and eating a meal, to spend some time alone with the Lord, reading scripture, praying, uh, simply being quiet uh, and still before the Lord. And if you have some kind of a serious underlying health condition that is directly impacted by what you eat and when you eat, I urge you to please check with your doctor about all this before you do something like this. But most of us, barring having some kind of a health condition, most of us can probably do this without any concern for our health. In fact, it will probably be beneficial to our health. And you can go online and just Google the benefits of fasting uh, from a health standpoint, and you probably will get some helpful information from some medical people about the benefits 
of healthing. But again, if you have any concerns, please simply check with your doctor, your medical provider before you do anything. And even if it turns out that you cannot fast in the more traditional sense because of uh, medical concerns, then perhaps you can do a Daniel fast. You will remember that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fasted in a different way uh, when they were taken into captivity. They simply did not eat the choice food, the meat and the wine from the king's table. They stuck with water and vegetables. And they did this on the basis of their convictions to the Lord. They were wanting to be faithful to the Lord in what they ate and what they did not eat, and most likely concerned about where this meat and wine had been and to whom it had been offered before it came to their table. And in ancient times, a lot of these things would have been offered to the idols. And the reason Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in captivity, a prevailing reason of, of it was because God's people had been engaged in idolatry and they did not want to have anything to do with idolatry. And so they asked the king's servant that was over them, let us not eat this meat and wine and let us just have water and vegetables. And you and I can do the same thing. Give up meat for a day or a week as a form of fasting to the Lord. Now, you will recall that Daniel's test diet lasted 10 days, and you might want to aim for that if you, if you are inclined to do that. But I remind us in all of this that this is not a contest. We're not doing this uh, to show out for somebody else or to compare ourselves to anybody else's fasting experience. This is exactly what Jesus was warning us about. That's the wrong reason to fast. When we fast, we do this for the Lord who sees what is done in secret and rewards us. Now, we can encourage others uh, by our stories of fasting and what God did for us, encouraged us, and helped us. But don't get caught up in letting this become something that becomes a matter of pride and a matter of show. Because again, that's what Jesus is telling us not to do. So, whether your fast is skipping one meal or lasts for a day or more, whether your fast is the Daniel fast that simply avoids meats or some other choice foods, you might want to consider combining your fasting with your giving. For some of us, fasting is so new and novel that what we need is a way to incentivize our fasting. And so one of the ways that we might be able to do that is to take whatever money we are saving in our fasting, instead of having to buy a meal or spending money on meat, which tends to be more expensive than anything else you can get at the grocery store, whatever money you're saving in your fasting, give that money to feed others who already know what it is to be hungry. Whether through your local church or community food bank, Help others while you fast to the Lord. But in all of this, always remember, always remember that whatever we're doing, whatever good we're doing, make sure that we're doing it to bring glory and honor to the Lord and not to bring, to bring praise to ourselves. Mm -hmm.